Hello, and welcome to a bite-sized bonus episode of the Bitten Word podcast today. I'm Ashley. And I'm Christine. Sorry, I had a bite in my mouth when you started. <laughs> I was afraid to swallow. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Today, we're here to talk to you about something that we enjoy doing. Uh, we are readers, if you can't tell, and we really wanted to come on here and just kind of talk about what our top five books for the first half of 2021 are. We're coming up to the end of June, which marks halfway point for 2021. And although I don't feel like time has sped, it does kind of feel weird that we're like halfway through already. But anyway, so we just wanted to hop on and tell you some good books to read. Um, so both of us have picked five books that we have enjoyed the most during these last six months. Um, I have read a total of 40 books so far this year. And Christine, you said 38, right? Yeah. Yeah. So these really are like our favorites. It's not like we've read five books and we're telling you about <laughs> yeah. the five books that we read. <laughs> so we've narrowed it down to the ones that we really feel like were worth sharing with you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me, um, let me say I, I have, I've been having to subtract the number of Magic Treehouse books that I've yeah. read this year from <laughs> like my actual books that I've read. And it, I had to like go through and count. I've read 30 Magic Treehouse books this year. That's a lot. How many chapters are you reading a night? We read 10 minutes a night. Yeah. Okay. So these are in no particular order. Um, mine, I wrote down on when chronological order based on when I finished them, just because mm -hmm. that's how I was looking at my Goodreads list and I just wrote them down as I found them. Um, but yeah, so we're going to alternate. We'll just tell you what the book is, tell you a little bit about it to whet your appetite and tell you why we like it. Um, do you want to go first? Cause I've been talking a lot. I'm um, sure. Okay, so mine I mine are not chronological. Mine just kind of went in whatever order. Um, so the first one I wrote down was The Spirit Catches You and You Fall Down by Anne Foddyman. Um, that was one that I just recently finished and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a um the best way to describe it is as like a medical anthropology text. It's about a young girl a young uh, Hmong girl living in California who had epilepsy. And it's, it's about the language and culture barriers between her Hmong parents and the American doctors that made it really hard for her to be treated properly. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, an, it's a very, very fascinating look at just different cultural mindsets towards a lot of different aspects of life and kind of like, you know, seeing things from another person's perspective and another culture's perspective. Um, it is very tragic, um, but very, very interesting. It's a, it's a, a nonfiction book, obviously. Yeah. Um, so the first book that I wrote down is also a nonfiction book and one that probably a lot of the people listening to this podcast have read at some point in their life. I just had never gotten around to it until now, but back in January, I finished The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom. Mm. The story was fascinating. Um, if you don't know, 
Uh, this is a story about Corey and her family and what happened to them during World War II. They were Dutch watchmakers and they hid Jews and other people who were hiding from the Nazis in their home. And eventually they did get caught and were sent to a concentration camp. And so it's all about their experiences uh, during that whole period of time. It was just really fascinating, mostly because of her attitude. And actually, maybe not even her attitude, but her sister's attitude a lot of the time. It was so hopeful. Um, and just continuing to see miracles happen in their life, even though it totally sucked, you know? Um, so it was just a really interesting perspective. So yeah, if you haven't read that one, um, I would say absolutely give it a go. Okay, so the next one on my list, I'm so excited to talk about this. So my, so I'm actually not finished reading this book. I'm, I'm very close to being done with it though. Um, but it's on my top five because it is just absolutely fascinating. It's got incredible stories in it. It's called Rite of Passage by Ray Matheny. And this is actually a book written by my friend's dad about his experiences as a POW during World War II. Um, and, and this is the same friend that we talked about in the Julie and Julia episode, right? Yes. Yeah. Whose mom went back to school at a late age. And this is the same guy that was like, just go do it. Yeah. You know? So, yes. yeah. Um, so he actually, he died last year, which is very, very sad. Um, but, and I, I, wish so badly that I could have met him because I hear she tells so many amazing stories about him um and so reading this book is is really cool because you get to actually hear it like from his perspective um but he lied about his age to join the army um when he was 17 so that he could go fight Nazis okay he joined the army air force um because he wanted to do like flyover missions. So he was a flight engineer and a gunner on this this bomber crew and they blew they flew B17s and his plane was shot down by by Nazi gunners, by Nazi flyers and he managed to get a parachute on, fell from the plane and like passed out and then woke up mid-air like as he was falling and could see like that's horrifying yeah and he saw like the plane like other planes still fighting and he saw his plane like nosedive straight into the ground and he knew oh that God. like all his other crew members had died he you know he saw that some of them had been shot and he saw that some of them were just like he said the way that it was spiraling down the g-forces like forced the pilots like or like the other people on the, his crew just like to the floor so they like passed out or, or couldn't escape and he says oh he only barely managed to do it basically because of a, a fluke um but yeah so he survived but he was taken prisoner because he landed in germany um of course he did and he was taken prisoner and um and then he was in a pow camp i think for over a year um and so and yeah and so then after that i think he wanted to be like a like an engineer and build planes um and the, but then he became an archaeologist and like and he's got so many other like 
fascinating stories from his life. We're on the fascinating train again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from his life, like after he was in, like after he was a POW. Um, but this is just a very, very interesting book. But I know that my friend, my friend and her mom are working on editing the book right now and trying to get it republished and so if it if they get it republished I will let you know because I think everybody should read this book because it's very very interesting it sounds interesting um okay the second book on my list is called into the drowning deep by Mira Grant I loved this book um it's okay so bear with me here it's about mermaids but it's not a YA fantasy novel. <laughs> okay. This is one of those better than it sounds situations. It's so if you're not familiar with Mira Grant, she also writes under the alias Shannon McGuire. Uh, sorry, I got that backwards. Her name is Shannon McGuire. Mira Grant is her alias. I'm pretty sure. One of the two, whatever. She also writes the uh, Wayward Children series, which started with the book Every Heart a Doorway. I highly recommend that series as well, but she's also written like Feed, which I think is a zombie kind of YA stuff. But anyway, Into the Drowning Deep is intended for adults and is kind of more of like a sci-fi situation here. So there are several main characters, but like the main, main character, the one that you're mostly following around, her sister was working for a company that was putting out sci-fi-ish documentary stuff. And they sent her sister on a boat to go see if they could find mermaids, right? And the boat never came back. It like completely disappeared. They got some black boxy kind of, you know, stuff or like a video that they sent back about scary things that happened and it got leaked and Nobody knew what happened. And so finally, several years later, they're putting out a new expedition to go see if they can figure out what happened. And so she gets a place on this ship um, and she goes out with a bunch of other professionals to try and find mermaids. And they do, but they are not anything like what you are thinking of. Like they're not Little Mermaid-esque. Um, this book is super intense. Like for the last half of the book, I kept having to put my hand over the page so I wouldn't oh, read down. I love because that. <laughs> I, me too, because everything kept happening. It was so intense. I was like, I can't see what happens ahead of time. I so love it, it and I hate it because I hate that I have the ability to ruin it for myself, but I like when books yeah. are not exciting that you have to be like, oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> exactly. So I just gifted this book to a friend of mine for her birthday. That's that's how much I loved this book. So I, I totally recommend this. Even if even if you think mermaids aren't really your thing, go pick up this book because it's it's really good and it's not what you're expecting. Um, okay, so next on my list is I've talked about this book before in an episode. Um, it's called A Boob's Life by Leslie mm -hmm. Lair. Um, I love this book. I every once in a while I come across books that I like tell everybody I know about. And this was one of them. <laughs> Um, I just really enjoyed this book. So it's a kind of, it's a memoir, but, um, it's also just a look at, um, the culture and like ideas surrounding breasts in the U S and like kind of how 
we see them and also like the way it's changed starting from like I don't know, like the early 20th century onward. And so it's really interesting because she kind of examines like pu- like breastfeeding in public and like um, uh, boob jobs and, you know, a lot of stuff like that. And her story is very interesting and intertwines really well. Um, she talks a lot about like body image and she um, she gets a boob job and then she gets breast cancer. And, you know, and so she has a lot of events in her life related to, you know, and kind of surrounding her own personal body image and like, and like her breasts. And so her story is very interesting and it intertwines really well with like the, the science of, and like culture of, you know, how we look at breasts in the United States. And so, um, it was, yeah, it was a very, very good interesting book and she talked to me on twitter (laughs) (laughs) that's always exciting i know (laughs) okay uh the next book on my list is the lazy genius way by kendra adachi and you might find that name familiar one if you know her if you listen to her podcast which i totally recommend which is just the lazy genius Uh, But also because we made her recipe for shawarma for our Avengers episode. The reason why I like this book a lot um, is because I know particularly as as women, I think that we like to read things that give us ideas about like how to organize things, not, not necessarily just things, but basically like our life or the way that we think about stuff. But a lot of times those books are like, they give you a very prescriptive schedule. I don't feel like that's what this book does. Um, She's very aware that not everything is going to work for every person and every situation. And so she gives you kind of like guidelines for certain things. Like one of them is start small, take any task that you have and make it smaller, make, put it into smaller pieces that are then manageable and you can adapt everything to your situation. And I feel like that just makes it, it, it's, she barely even tells you anything that she does. It's more like, here are the kinds of things that I do to make it so that I can make a schedule, you know? So I, I would suggest that if you just need something quick and light that might actually be helpful for you, then that's, that's the book to read. Um, okay. So Number four on my list is Unorthodox by Deborah Feldman. Um, You may have seen on Netflix, there is a show called Unorthodox. Um, It is based on this book, but it is a very loose interpretation of the book. Um, So it's a memoir. It's Deborah Feldman's memoir about how she grew up in Hasidic Judaism in a um, neighborhood of New York. And it's just her life is really interesting. She talks about growing up, what was expected of her and how she was expected to, you know, get married and have babies and all that kind of stuff. Um, And how she kind of became disillusioned with it and how her community became kind of scary and, you know, oppressive and and how she broke away from that. Um, And I think her perspective is really interesting. Um, she actually comes off a little pompous, I think, sometimes. <laughs> um, but she still talks about a lot of aspects of like Hasidic Judaism that um, I didn't know about that are, are very interesting to learn about. And then there were some things happening in her community 
that were kind of scary because they kind of came out of like the more radical people within, you know, Mm -hmm. that religion, which is like, you know, radical people in religion exist everywhere and they're all scary. Um, yep. So, um, but I had, I had just never heard anything like this about, about, uh, that particular sect of, of Judaism. And so it was interesting. Um, and, and obviously this is also, her particular sect of Hasidic Judaism, like this specific neighborhood and community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, it, you know, it can't be taken as like, this is how Judaism is as a whole or Hasidic Judaism as a whole. It's just her experience with her community. But, um, but the story is very, very interesting. Um, and the show on Netflix is actually really good as well. It just, it kind of takes a very basic f- like form of her story and then Mm -hmm. like changes a lot of the details surrounding it um although i have heard from other people in the hasidic community who have said that the way uh the show is portrayed is a very accurate look at uh those communities oh interesting yeah and so the show i think is still worth watching um it's pretty different from the book though and so i i would suggest reading the book as well if the show interested you okay um, fourth on my list is the Shadow and Bone series by Lee Bardugo. We talked about this. Uh, we have a whole episode about it if you want to hear a little bit more specifically, but I hadn't read all of the series uh, when we recorded that episode. And now I have read all three of the base books for that series. And I just, I think it's very imaginative. I think it's nice because it's not terribly predictable. Like, I feel like I've read enough of these books, you know, that most of the time I can kind of predict what's going to happen. Um, it doesn't take me by surprise, but I feel like this series does that. And I really appreciate that, that she, she doesn't take it exactly where you think it's going to go. She has some tricks up her sleeve But anyway, yeah, I would say definitely if you like fantasy stuff, then Shadow and Bone is a good series. Okay, so number five for me was Midnight Library by- Mine too. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I I only, we both just read this, right? Yeah. And and I read this for book club. Um, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. It wasn't at all what I was expecting. I think I was expecting it to be more like sci-fi fantasy. I think like I had dark matter. Yeah, well, I think I had in my mind something along the lines of like the night circus or something. I don't know why. Oh well, but... because Midnight Library, Night Circus. I yeah. mean, it kind of has the same vibe in the title, I guess. Yeah. Um, to me though, this book gave me heavy vibes of dark matter and yes. of which Eleanor is also Oliphant. an excellent book. Yeah. And then Eleanor Elephant is completely fine. Those two books I felt like felt very similar to this okay. for me. Uh, I don't know, something about the main character and like her like the way she's narrated and stuff just like reminded me of Eleanor Elephant. But I I really enjoyed it. It's uh this woman who she dies and then she goes to a place called the midnight library where she's given an opportunity to 
relive like certain like relive certain lives she would have lived had she made different decisions so mm-hmm. you know like she was a really good swimmer when she was in school and um but she ended up quitting swimming and so she's you know what if i kept you know swimming very seriously what would have happened and so then she gets to mm-hmm. live that life starting from today you know and so she gets and so she like goes to that life and gets to see you know as an adult what her life had been like and where she is now like from having made that decision and um and the i guess the point is that she gets to choose one you know that she wants to stay in and mm-hmm. so it's I think it was kind of a good thinking book. It kind of made me think if I was really, you know, if I was going to choose, you know, what's like my biggest regret that I would change. And it's, it's interesting to think about, but it's also kind of hard and unrealistic to, to really choose. Well, I think in, in her life, she got to the point where she was so desperate, like everything that she felt like her whole life was regrets and that if she had only done one of these things that her life would have been different and better it's worth noting she came to the midnight night library because she tried to commit suicide yes um and so for her going back and changing those regrets it's interesting to see how they play out when when yeah and i think it's interesting too like she she comes to realize that not only do those decisions affect her life, but other people's lives as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I think it's a, it's kind of a good introspective book of like, where am I? How do my decisions affect other people? You know, is there yeah. good that I'm doing that I may not see? You know, stuff like that. So um, yeah. it was very interesting. It was a very, very quick read. I, I just like flew through it. Yeah. Um, I listened to this book on audio, which I would recommend in this case, Carrie Mulligan um, is the one who narrates it and she has a gorgeous voice for it. Like she's really easy to listen to. Okay. What was your honorable mention? Oh, okay. So I do have an honorable mention, which is the night circus, uh, by Aaron Morgenstern. And the reason why I feel like this gets an honorable mention is because it actually was going to be on my top five list until I finished the midnight library. And then I felt like it needed the honorable mention spot because this is the third time that I've read this book. That's Um, what I was going to say. I was like, this isn't exactly new for you. (laughs) No, it's not new, but I feel like it deserves the mention because I still, after reading it for a third time, love it just as much as I always did. Um, it's really hard for me to like solidify like a top 10 of all time books list, but the night circus is now actually one of those books. Like the only books that are on that list is the Harry Potter series as a whole. And then the night circus, like I have a lot of other books that I love, but I feel like they have to stand up to a rereading and then possibly even a third reading. And for me to still love it just as much for it to end up on that list. So I feel like now with this third rereading and with me still like swooning over this book that it deserves the honorable mention. I think that's kind of a good gauge. I I don't think I reread books enough to like have that, but that's a good gauge. But by that gauge, I only have one book that goes on Which list. is what? The General and Mrs. Washington. Oh yeah, I know. That's like your favorite book. So, okay, so my honorable mention was Interpreter of Maladies by um, Jhumpa Lahiri. 
Um, so the reason this one got honorable mention was because it's a collection of short stories and as a mm. whole, I really enjoyed it, but it varied quite a bit on like whether or not I liked each story. There were like one or two stories that I especially loved and that, you know, when I was reading them, I felt like they just took me away and I got really involved and I really enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of other stories that I, that were either, you know, mildly interesting to like I just don't care about this I was gonna say what's on like what's on your upcoming to read list not like stuff for the podcast but just other stuff that you're looking into reading soon for fun oh okay um so I guess we'll go through maybe the five that are yeah at the moment I am at the beginning of the space between worlds by Micaiah Johnson um and that one's interesting so far. It's it's kind of a sci-fi e fantasy e dystopia kind of thing, and that that's usually my wheelhouse. Um, I haven't really gotten far enough into it to really make a judgment call. But the next books up on my list are *The Telling Room: A Tale of Love, Betrayal, Revenge, and the World's Greatest Piece of Cheese* by <laughs> Michael Paterniti. <laughs> that got me. I have been wanting to read this book for a really long time. Um, and I, I actually, we're going to read it for one of my book clubs as our nonfiction month. And so it's a, it's a real, it's a true story about like this cutthroat cheese market, I guess in Spain or something. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And some really That's interesting. Right up my alley. Yes. And then after that, I have The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Burton. I'll be interested to know your opinion on that. Yeah, because I haven't read it yet. But the the friend that I gifted Into the Drowning Deep to for her birthday, she gifted me this for my birthday um, Mm -hmm. because she really loved it. So I have that. And then the next one is The Help by Catherine Stockett, because we have that um, coming up for season three for the podcast. And I have not read this book in like 12 years. So yeah, I've read it more than once, but I can't. The last time I read it was still a while ago. Yeah. And then the last one that I have is one of my book of the month um, picks called The Maidens by Alex Michaelides. Um. It's a spellbinding tale of psychological suspense weaving together Greek mythology, murder, and obsession. And mm-hmm. I'm super excited about that one. But that one I have again? the maidens. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the five that I'm reading now and are in line. Um, let's see. Well, I said earlier that I'm I'm really close to being done with Rite of Passage by Ray Matheny. Um, and then I'm also, I've got like two hours left on the rise of theodore roosevelt by edmund morris and i cannot believe you listened to that whole thing because i saw an audible it's like 41 hours so then i've got on my tbr list i have like two entire shelf fulls of book i i have so many books on my physical tbr shelf that i had to rearrange them because they didn't fit anymore <laughs> um <laughs> and i recently just bought a ton of books but so i just i don't have them in a particular order i just grabbed five that I'm not reading for the podcast and that seem particularly interesting like that I'm really looking forward to mm-hmm. um let's see the first one is this tender land by William Kent Kruger this one was um 
recommend like this one was on our suggested list for book club when we were choosing a book for Mm -hmm. this month um set in 1932 and it's based off of um some like orphaned uh native american children i think who go on like i guess kind of like a coming of age journey um Mm -hmm. and kind of just like learn about the land and um kind of like the people living there and stuff um it sounds like a a pretty novel um i think Mm. it i guess it's recommended for people who liked where the crawdads sing um Mm, okay and then i got the only good indians by stephen graham jones i have seen this one floating around at target a few times um and i finally picked it up because it sounded interesting to me it says they describe the author as the uh Oh, they described the the author as the Jordan Peele of horror literature. And so, and I really like Jordan Peele movies. And so I'm kind of interested, you know, to see how this plays out. Um, but this one is also about uh, four Native Americans. <laughs> um, maybe this is the, the follow-up to this Tenderland. Um, and it's about, I guess, they, they are all connected by some traumatic childhood event. And it's like coming back to haunt them now as adults. Mm-hmm. You have to tell me how that one is. That yeah. sounds good. Um, and then, you know, this is so funny. I, I feel like Nikki is the only person I talk to. So Nikki is the friend whose dad's book I'm reading. Nikki is the one who recommended This Tender Land. And then also this one I'm about to talk about. <laughs> so, <laughs> um but okay so this book is Circe by uh Madeline Miller that is on my list yeah is it okay yeah Yeah. so I guess it's just a retelling of the story of Circe of the Odyssey fame Mm -hmm. um but it's supposedly I mean I've heard just amazing things about it that it's really beautifully written and that I guess it's sort of a I don't know, sort of like a feminist approach of Cersei. And um, so I'll be interested to see how that goes. I've heard it's really good though. Um, And then I picked up Salvage the Bones by Jesmyn Ward. Um, I, she writes a lot about race. Um, I have, I read a book that was I guess edited or like compiled by her um, of like essays and stuff called the fire this time um, which is a follow-up to the fire next time which is like a very classic um, anthology on race mm-hmm. um, and this, so this book is about it's a fiction book about a family um, kind of like awaiting the, the approach of Hurricane Katrina and mm-hmm. they're all kind of like forced together and forced to like confront each other and like their own personal demons and like the things that have been happening in their lives um, it sounded very interesting um, I guess it, it won the 2011 National Book Award um, and the last on my list also recommended by Nikki <laughs> um was american dirt by janine cummins um oh i think i've got that on my list too yeah so i guess this book is very um controversial because it's Mm. about um like immigrants trying to cross the border and like what it's like for them and i guess kind of like their harrowing experiences but the author is white and so i think so i've heard I guess a lot of things I haven't actually read anything yet that I have heard through the grapevine that you know there are a lot of people 
unhappy with this book because of that. And so I, I want to read it just because I'm kind of interested in the conversation surrounding it. But it was an Oprah's book club for 2020. So. Oh, okay. Interesting. But yeah. So, okay. That's, that's for you, some book recommendations. I hope that there was something in here that we've piqued your interest for. Like um, if, a little something for everybody. I feel yeah. Like. I feel like we kind of ran the gamut. Yeah. Um, so if you have read one of these books and you have an opinion on it, we would love mm. to hear from you on Instagram you or Twitter. Fun? Yeah. Um, if you are, if like you read the book because we put you in that direction we'd love to hear that too so mm -hmm. uh join us on instagram at the bitten word podcast um or on twitter at the bitten pod and talk to us tell us what you think oh my gosh that would be like my dream if someone picked up one of these books because i heard that i heard these girls talk about it on this podcast i know like, right? that, would be, <laughs> that would be the best i would love to hear that um, so we'll see you real quick, just like in two days, um, you'll be hearing our voices again, uh, on another regular episode, but until then happy reading and bon appetit. Yep. <laughs>